now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are the, the Derriers. We're doing it again. Yes, we're back at it again. Back out on the road, just driving up and down, looking for music wherever we find it. Right. Dust it off, put it on our show. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. We, we're kind of the, uh, well, we're backup guys, but we're pickup guys. Also. We're, we're the pickup guys. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. recycle. Yeah. yeah. Recycle. I yeah. like that. Yeah. We're the recyclers. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? And that's a fair question. Well, yeah, like we're some kind of experts. We're not experts. We're not, but uh, but we do have a definition and an opinion. It's the same thing. Same thing, yeah. And that is that it's music with... Distinctive American roots. roots. And having said that, boy, that's all over the place. Oh, it could be all kinds of music. It could be. I, yeah. I mean, it could be it could be grunge. It could you're gonna start off with grunge. <laughs> yeah, I just Okay, to. that's fine. <laughs> it could be ragtime. It could be indie rock. It could be barbershop. It could be klezmer. It could be it could be rhythm and blues. It could be Motown. It could be rumba. It could be that Bakersfield sound. It could be swing. And you know what else it could be? I know. Boogaloo. <laughs> That's still our fa- I just like saying boogaloo. I do too. I know. It just kind of uh, rolls off the tongue. I try to say it three times in a row, but I don't no, think I could. No, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, well, the format of the show is that um, uh, each of us shows up each week. Uh, well, we're already there, but uh, uh, it's our job to show up with a virtual fistful of tunes. Exactly. That we have not yet disclosed to the other and guy. that's the only rule. That's the only rule. We don't discuss it ahead of a time. And then we go back and forth, and we take turns starting the show. That's correct. And uh, Leo, it, you, it's your turn. You get to start this week. It is my turn. Uh-huh. You know, we discovered here a while back that these shows, we number them, right? Yes. And we just and we figured this out, that the even-numbered shows, that's where you start. Right. And the odd-numbered shows, that's where I start. That fits. i just a little worried about that, <laughs> the way that landed, but... That's yep. the way it worked out. Yeah, it took us uh, over two years to figure that out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every a, year it's like, who's, I don't know. Who's your, let's yeah. look it up. Uh, oh, who throws the dart? Uh, oh, okay. let's go look it up. Okay. Okay, fine. All right, so what do you got? You have a friend with the last name of Sacco. I do. And the only reason I mentioned that, I wonder if he's related to this guy I'm going to be uh, talking about. This guy's name was Luigi Alfredo Giovanni Sacco. Wow, that's a name. That's right. He was born February 1943. Uh, but the uh, the first thing they did when he started uh, getting going in his career, they decided they needed to do something about that name. Yeah, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. So they named it, uh, they changed it to Lou Christie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, that had nothing to do with everything nothing else. Nothing whatsoever. Now, his dad, who was kind of a religious guy, was okay with it because it had the name Christ kind of embedded oh, in there. So yeah. he was okay with it. Uh, but anyway, he, went, he, he was uh, from Pennsylvania. And uh, he grew up in, uh, in suburban Pittsburgh. And uh, he studied music and voice as a kid, you know. But um, later on, he, he got his career 
uh, going when he recorded a couple of songs uh, that he had written. And one of them uh, was called the, the, the Gypsy Cried. It was a regional hit in Pittsburgh. It sold about 30,000 copies. And then he, he had a bigger hit. Well, he had a, a one called uh, The Gypsy Cried went on to reach number 24 on the charts, sold a million copies. And then he had a song called Two Faces Have I. That one went gold as well. Wow. But, but he got drafted. And he went okay. into the service, and for a year and a half, he just kind of disappeared. You know, That's a familiar anywhere. story from but that era. We've been talking about that yeah. a lot, actually. Anyway, he, he really went right back to work when he got out of the service, and he signed with MGM. And uh, they, they, uh, they didn't like the, the song that he had done originally for the other label, so he, they paired him up with a couple of other tunes. Now, the one that everybody knows uh, is called uh, Lightning Strikes. Again. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. Lightning strikes again. Well, that's not the one I'm going to feature. Okay. I, I'm going to feature a song, another song, because I like it. It's got some notoriety attached oh, to it. Okay. It was banned from some several radio stations. Well, of course you would pick. That. <laughs> oh man, you know we listened. To, we used to listen to a radio station out of Oklahoma City called KOMA. KOMA. O-M-A. Yeah. And I used to drag up and down the street there in La Crosse, Kansas, and listen to this. And when we found out that there was a some stations were playing, we went and bought the 45 and just listened to it over and over to try to. Of course. Of course. There's some nasty lyrics in there, <laughs> kind of hidden. <laughs> Anyway, it became my favorite Luke Christie song. Let's just listen to it, man. This is Luigi Alfredo Giovanni Sacco, otherwise known as Luke Christie, doing his song Rhapsody in the Rain.
tell you, that falsetto just cuts like a knife, doesn't it? Boy, it does. <laughs> it really does. It does. Well, that was fun, Leo. Well, there you go. I believe it's back to you, Roger. It is. Uh, we have not played uh, nearly enough gypsy jazz on this show. We do, uh, we you're, do you're some. right, yeah. And I want to thank our pal. Now, normally we don't use last names, but I think in this case we can. Our pal, Bobcat Bear Killer. Oh, yeah, Bobcat Bear Killer. Yeah, we can you use bet. his last name, yeah, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, just because he's a celebrity. He is. Of, of sorts. And he told us about this group called Caravan of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he saw them live. And, and I guess they do a, I know they do a version of um, uh, Hungarian Rhapsody. Oh, that's just that's right. That's right. That's yep. killer. I'm not going to feature that. Uh, we may come back to that. Um, it, it, all the all the recordings of that I found are live recordings, which are amazing. Four pieces in this group. They put a lot of sound out. They're from uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and their music has been described as gypsy flavored songwriting with high intensity shows. They've toured. Listen to who they've toured with: Amy Lou Harris, Dan Hicks. Glenn Campbell, Nancy Griffith, The, the Decemberists, mm-hmm. Keb Moe, Tom Tom Club, Iron and Wine, Punch Brothers, Tony Triska, John Hammond, and John Jorgensen. Wow, that's kind of all over the place. I don't know why I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, that's true. But uh, they, they put on, it says they put on humorous theatrical performances, inviting the audience to join in by stomping, clapping, and singing along. Very much gypsy-oriented. Uh, exactly, it's, it's yeah. fun. So um, they they uh, signed with New York-based record label United for Opportunity for the release of their third album. It's kind of fun. Uh, they said, uh, we wanted to expand the range of what we can do instrumentally, but still keep it non-electric. So we added a few more gritty and twangy stringed instruments that were fun to spank, like banjos, resonator guitars, and ukuleles, as well as an orchestra of kitchen appliances for some additional percussive bang. Well, that ought to do it. Yeah. So uh, uh, now I want to tell you, this is this put me into an incredible rabbit hole. Uh oh! And so uh, we're going to revisit these guys in a little bit. Hopefully, I can do all this in one show. Okay. Okay. This is it's from a live album uh, called Mischief Night. Caravan of Thieves doing uh, a medley. And again, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. We can't play Beatles on this show. Nope. Because uh, they're, they're not not from America. That's right. Uh, but they're doing a medley of two Beatles tunes, which is super cool. Girl, and being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Is there anybody going to listen to my story? All about the girl who came to stay. She's the kind of girl you want so bad it makes you sorry. Still, you don't regret a single day. How I'm just a 
midnight on trampoline The Hendersons will all be there Later Pablo's mind is fair What a scene All but men with horses Hoops and goddess Laughing through a hot and real fire In this way Mr. Cable challenged the world The celebrated Mr. K Performs his feet on Saturday Thank you, Bobcat Bear Killer, for that tip. Uh, that, was a, that was a great tune, man. A new favorite band on my playlist. Wow. Okay, Leo, back to you. Okay, uh, so first there was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Right. All right. Of course, we got a Canadian in there, but we're not going to worry too much about that, right? Uh, 75%. 75%. Yeah. But it, we're not going to talk about that band anyway. Oh, okay. We're talking about when that band broke up and what everybody went off to do in the meantime, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in Stephen Stills' case, now I, I got to say, I always thought Stephen Stills was underrated as a guitar player. Yeah, I did too. Uh, he's one of the best, you know, rock and roll guitar players out there. Really innovative, and the stuff he wrote was pretty incredible too. Uh, sometimes it kind of got lost in the shuffle. But anyway, he started a band called Manassas. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it was a super group. I mean, he he got into it, and he. He was able to just kind of pick and choose the players he wanted to do. He was out there uh, kind of touring around a little bit, and uh, he had a chance meeting with the Flying Burrito Brothers. Okay. All right? And uh, kind of crossed paths with them, and uh, they started talking to, guess who? Chris Hillman. Oh, yeah. And they, they got together in Cleveland, and that's where uh, Still's t- uh, tour schedule crossed paths with the, uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers, right? And um, the, the, the Burrito Brothers were kind of floundering at this point. They, they didn't have a lot going on. They had a lot of financial trouble. So uh, he saw, Stephen still saw an opportunity to kind of change his artistic direction by bringing some of these other players in. So guess who? Uh, he, he contacted Hillman, asked him to come in along, Al Perkins, and guess who else? Fiddler Byron Berline. Oh, really? We have some history with Byron. Oh, we sure do, yeah. We've hung out with him. Unfortunately, we yeah. lost him last year. Right. Uh, but he was he was called in to play with him, too. And Man, then he, also, he just played with everybody he played with and everybody. did all kinds of crazy stuff. He, he was incredible. amazing. Yeah, he was an amazing guy. He really was. Nice as pie, too. Yep. He, he was yep. just a wonderful person. Anyway, he picked up some of the players uh, from his touring band, Dallas Taylor, who played drums all the way through with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay. And, um, you know, Calvin Samuels and the keyboardist named Paul Harrison. 
you know, basically the band just gelled immediately. So they're trying to fill up the bus. Yeah, pretty words. much everybody like. on the bus. <laughs> and, but listen, within they got in the studio and within several weeks had recorded enough material uh, at Criteria Recording Studios. I think it was in Miami uh, to fill a double LP album. Gee whiz! Just just in the few short weeks, they were. That's because they were capable of such a wide range of music, you know, um, including blues, folk, country, Latin, and rock and roll songs. I mean, they had it all going for them, and they named itself Manassas uh, because Stills uh, had an interest in American civil history, and he orchestrated a photo shoot in Manassas, Virginia. Oh wow! The uh, site of the first and second battles of Bull Run. Mm. So a little historic con- uh, context in there. Anyway, they uh, they embarked on an international tour. The album went great, and they did another album, which didn't quite do as quite as well. But in the meantime, uh, they were doing one of their last shows in at San Francisco's uh, Winterland Ballroom. It was this early uh, October of 1973. They, they were playing, uh, and they were made notable by. That concert was made notable by the band being joined on stage first by David Crosby. And then Graham Nash came on stage. And later in the show, Neil Young wow. comes up. And later on, uh, Chris Hillman said, uh, he said, he said I, I could smell a Crosby, Stills, and Nash reunion coming. Oh, yeah. It was just a matter of time. Yep. And sure enough, a CSN went back together, and that was the end of Manassas. Wow. Anyway, the whole dub, double album is uh, terrific. But there's this one cut I'm going to feature. A lot of people have heard it. Now you have a little backstory on it. The song is called It Doesn't Matter. Falling and spinning, losing and winning, keeping my head. Watching for signals, fear is a vigil. Was I misled? I remember you said that you don't want to forget me. It doesn't matter which of our fantasies fled.
it takes you right back to 1972, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good stuff, Leo. It really is. I always like that cut there. Yeah. Oh, look what time it is. Yeah, we are uh, out of time for this segment. We certainly are. Uh, tomorrow's moving day. Oh, that's right. And uh, so here's where we need to go out and uh, police the area. Yeah, and we need to check that, that left, left rear, rear inside duel. duel. And guess what? Guess what? It's your turn. <laughs> so better go suit up. Okay, I'll go get okay. my stuff out. I'll get your stuff out. You didn't move my little stuff. helmet, did you? Because I think I It's wanna... in next year, Carmen Randa. Okay, good. All right. Just where you left it. I'll get it done. Well, okay. you left it on the floor. Yeah, I, I did. Okay. okay, all right. And if I never see you again, yeah. you'll know. It's been great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, we'll be right back here on uh, Truckers Radio USA. Well, we're back. Yes, we are. Uh, got the yeah. trash picked up. Uh, carried got, it to the curb. I got the tire aired up. Yeah, you're kind of sweaty. Yeah, that's okay. It's the outfit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it's not fear. It's fear. Okay. Okay. I can smell it. On I, can, yeah. <laughs> I don't like airing that thing up. I know you don't. Makes, but you got to take your turn. There's a hissing sound when you yeah. put the air in. I don't Sounds like, like that. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, how was it? It's, it was down four pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's on the kind high of, side. Four pounds about right, I guess, yeah, for that kind of a trip. Okay. All well, right. Good. Well, uh, we are broadcasting this week from the uh, Shady Grove RV Park right here in Warren, Ohio. You know, it's it's a fur piece. I mean, we're clear up in the northeastern part of, part of the state here. We are. And I didn't realize how far it was, you yep. know, when we took off. Uh, but it, we're about 14 miles from Youngstown and maybe like 60 miles from uh, Cleveland. Okay. Okay. And those are the biggest towns close by. Anyway, it's, it's a fair-sized town, you know. About 40,000 people is what they're telling me by the sign there. It's big came for in. us. Yeah, it is big for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the town was actually formed uh, in uh, 17, 1798, I think they said. And that's, that's a good long time ago. Yeah. But it, it was growing because they were kind of centrally located along some trade routes and everything. And um, the uh, they, they had a railroad coming through there, and they and a bunch of buildings, a bunch of uh, businesses going on. Half the town burned down at one point, uh, and they just rebuilt it and back better, and just kept on going. Uh, they had four railroads connected to the community with other parts of Ohio. Wow, so that made it pretty good. Yeah, that helps. It does help a lot. Yeah, and uh, the there's a, there was a it was also the first town. Oh, I like this. The lady down at the library told me that. There was the first town in the U.S. to have an electric street illumination. Oh, wow. Right? Very first in the country. As provided by the Packard Electric Company. It was founded in 1890 in Warren. job, Packard Electric Yeah, company. man. Well, that counts. And they're real proud of it, too. You saw all the lights. I mean, oh, sure. They say, hey, here we are. Yeah. Uh, there's one famous guy said, uh, he mentions this guy named John Ashbery. He mentions Warren in his poem called Pyrography. I tried to look it up and find out I wanted to read about it uh-huh. to see what it was, but I couldn't, I couldn't actually find it. Because you the, probably couldn't spell it. I couldn't spell it. <laughs> you <laughs> said it quite it's well. It's a pyro rocking. <laughs> but in an interview, though, later on, this guy said that he never actually visited the town. So there you go. Oh, wow. He, he just made it up. Wow. Anyway. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, there he is. Exactly why is it that you wander around aimlessly across this country and stay in Shady Grove RV parks in, in that old RV? Kind of our fate. I mean, that's what it's, we do, you know. It is what we do. And, you right. know, unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA who have these things called ranches. ranches yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rockin' Diamond R Ranch. Where's that, Roger? It's in, in the, the- 
Dos Mountains. It is. And uh, Alan Bailey uh, Bailey has the Swing and Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Right. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond Debbie Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of course, our buddy Oren Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we whined about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. We don't have a ranch. But our pal Suzanne said it straight. She said, you guys, you know, look at it this way. You have... The biggest ranch of all. You've got the entire continental United States. Exactly. Unless you drive off into the ocean like we almost <laughs> well, did. Almost did that. Yeah, yeah. we almost did that almost once. Did that. Um, and, and you could say we have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's my that's large piece of ground it right is. there. And we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Sweet Rosie. Rosie gets us there every time. She does. She yes, does. She does. She's a very dependable gal. Yes, she is. That's right. All right. Let's see. Where were we, Roger? I think it's your turn, isn't it? It is. Okay. You know what other kind of music we need to play more of? What's that? Dixieland. Dixieland. And That's it, not even on our list. We ought to add that. We will. Okay. And and I might not have thought that, um, except in my music, musical stumblings, uh, I stumbled upon a group called Blair Crimmins and the Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I couldn't figure out where that name came from. I didn't want to dig too hard. Yeah. Because uh, you know how that goes. Oh, I know how that goes. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, he uh, he began his current musical career in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And he had a determination to bring ragtime and 20-style Dixieland jazz to new audiences. And uh, he was playing in, like, small rock clubs around the southeast. And he developed the sound that it says it's it's modern while being deeply rooted in the past. And it says... It, it has a modern twist, often expressing the lamentations of an old soul living in the 21st century. <laughs> wow. But it's really cool. I mean, he it, it's it's a Dixieland sound, but it does have a real modern twist. Uh, the arrangements are a classic New, New Orleans-style uh, horn section consisting of trumpet, clarinet, and trombone. Okay. And um, I, I just think it's a it's a ton of fun, and uh, you can you can uh, make up your own, own mind on that. The album is called OK Boom, which I like <laughs> a lot. Perfect. Blair Crimmins and the Hookers doing Ophelia. <laughs>
that's no fun at all. Yeah, that's no. getting down the road music really right there. Is. That's really pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Leo. Well, it's back over to you. Well, you know, we uh, we just left the Walnut Valley Festival here recently. We did. And uh, we've been going down there for a long time. And it, I was down there, and it got me thinking that that was the first time I ever saw uh, Doc Watson. Oh, yeah. He's, down there. he's iconic from when He really is. Uh, and uh, he's, of course, left us uh, recently. But I got to thinking about something, and that uh, was his son, Merle. Mm-hmm. And he were uh, played together yeah. for a big part of his career. Now, Merle was unfortunately uh, killed in, a, in a, an accident on their farm. Uh, tractor rolled over on him, and that was the end of that. And uh, it really kind of uh, put Doc on the sidelines for a while to recover from all that. But anyway, um, he was best known, obviously, for his performances with his dad, uh, mm-hmm. Doc Watson. And he played and recorded albums with his dad from the time he was age uh, 15. Wow. And he was also uh, widely recognized as one of the best flat-picking and slide guitarists of his generation. And, was, and there was a whole festival named after him called Merle Fest. Merle Fest, right. Yeah. I'd like to, I, we haven't been to that. I don't Not think. yet. We ought to go to that one. But anyway, that's one of the largest and most prestigious folk music festivals. It's, uh, it's held in Wilkesboro. North Carolina. You know, we need to get better at our dart throwing, and yeah. maybe we could go to some places like that. <laughs> you, you think? Really? <laughs> our aim. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is. I wanted to feature Doc, and, and his full name was Eddie Merle uh, Watson, and I wanted to feature a tune that he and Doc recorded together. And, and in my opinion, this is the definitive version of a song uh, called Red Rocking Chair. <laughs> see the sun it's been like a long rainy day i slave and i try but you grumble and you cry and we can't live together this away lord lord and we can't live together this away time I made, what can a poor boy do? Yes, I work every day and you throw it all away. I just can't make a living for you, Lord, Lord, and I can't make a living for you. I've got no sugar baby now And since she's been gone Lord, I sing this lonesome song Got no one to rock cradle for me now Lord, Lord, got no one to rock cradle for me now Pretty pure right there. That's great. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good, 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 good. All right, Rog, what you got? Well, boy, did I go down in a swirling rabbit hole. Uh-oh. So, you know, I, I played a song by Caravan of Thieves. That's right, yeah. I played yeah. a song by Blair Crimmins and the Hookers. Yeah. Well, on both of their albums, I saw that they had both recorded a tune called Psycho Kill. <laughs> well, it's a love song. <laughs> 
Well, of course, it was a Talking Heads tune, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Now, I never really follow Talking Heads that much, but after this, uh, what I've been through, I'm, I think I might. Okay. Uh, a little bit about the American rock band formed in 75 in New York City, and they were active until uh, 91. And they were described as one of the most critically acclaimed bands of the 80s. They helped to pioneer what they called new wave music by integrating elements of punk, art, rock, funk, and world music with an anxious, clean-cut image. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) They played their first gig as Talking Heads, opening for the Ramones at CBGB on June 5, 1975. And they said the Talking Heads name came from an issue of TV Guide, which quote, explain the term used by TV studios to describe a head-and-shoulder shot of a person talking as all content, no action, unquote. (laughs) He said, it fit. (laughs) (laughs) Their first album, uh, Talking Heads 77, received acclaim, produced their first charting single, Psycho Killer, okay? Okay, gotcha. So I go, okay, so these two guys recorded Psycho Killer. Uh, I wonder who else has recorded Psycho Killer. Uh Uh-oh. You know where that led to? Oh, no. It's a (laughs) mashup. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. So uh, I'm going to tell you what versions I'm put on here Uh uh, in order. Okay, uh, so I also looking to it, I found an acoustic version of the Talking Heads doing it. Okay, okay, so it starts with that, uh-huh. and then it blends it pretty seamlessly into their original version. Uh, the next version is um, a person called Kim Kinderman and the Player Characters uh, off an album called More Songs About Robots and Death. <laughs> the next one is uh, Black Mighty Wax. Uh, and that's from an album called Lounge Cover Collection 2, exclusive chill-out remakes of evergreen pop songs. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, then The Bobs. I don't think we featured The Bobs before. And then, of course, Blair Crimmins and the Hookers and Caravan of Thieves. <laughs> Let's give it a listen. All these guys doing the Psycho Killer mashup. <sighs> Psycho killer, can't say, fa 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 fa. 
It's it's probably good uh, because we're at the end of this segment. Good, good point. Yeah, I need to go lay down for a minute. <laughs> Let's go take about a sixty second nap. 
<laughs> wow. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on <laughs> Truckers Radio USA. Look out. Yeah, we're, look out. we're, we're backing up. Well, you know, that, that's what we do, Leo. We, we back up a lot. Yeah, we are the dairy areas. We are the dairy areas. And we yeah. back up. We have to, yeah. Well, this is the part of the show where we uh, we just get right down and beg. Beg. We don't. We don't even suggest don't even anymore. Suggest or, no. or try. Please. You know, we're not polite. What uh, does it hurt you? Yeah. Go to the, go to our website. Come on and uh, check them out. You know, uh, the one for this uh, show is thederrieres.com. And please don't forget. We implore you on this. Really, the. It's a small word, but if you forget it, you will you never, never forget it again. again. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Not so really. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Uh, and of course, uh, the one for the band is... Well, that would be 3trailswest.com with the number three on right. the front there. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have uh, stuff like, you know, you can order bumper stickers and copies of our albums and stuff like and that. And our new t-shirt. A new t-shirt. Oh, that's, that's right. We got a new t-shirt. Super cool t-shirt. We got to put a, a picture up there. I'm going to. All right. All working right. on it while we speak. Gotcha. That's why, why I don't look like I'm paying attention. That's to right. You're right not now. paying attention yeah. at all. <laughs> I, I can see that. You got that far away look in your eyes. You know, the other thing is uh, if you go to the Americana Roadshow tab uh, at the Dairy com. you can listen to or uh, download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. And plus, you can now get them on our fancy new connection we made with Spotify. Oh, you can Spotify. go on Spotify, yeah. and you can get it on TuneIn and Stitcher and Amazon Music and a whole bunch of different ones. Just type in Americana Roadshow, and yep. it pops right up yeah. there. We got, yeah. what? we got over 100 episodes up there now. Uh, yeah, 100 uh, This is 109 now, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. 100, yeah, so hey, how about that? How about that? I guess we're something. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without the Darriers. That's correct. Okay, Leo. Well, I think it's your you. turn. No, it's my no, turn. No, I just did that. that oh, that's my turn. Remember? Okay, well, you're still in shock. I, I, I really kind of, yeah, my yeah. eyes were completely wide open on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what do you got? Well, I wanted to feature this song before, but I got to tell you the truth, Roger. I knew the song, but I couldn't remember either the name of the artist or the name of the song. Oh, wow. Well, I kept looking for it. Was it it from the 60s? Because I'd understand (laughs) that. That's understandable, yeah. (laughs) It's actually, oh boy. Uh, It it actually, this song came out in 1959. All right. But before I play the actual song, I'm going to get a little backstory on this. Okay. Now, the the lady's name was uh, Miss Tony Fisher. uh, Fisher. Uh, Her given name was Marion Colleen Nolan. She was born in uh, 1924. And um, but she was best known as Miss Tony Fisher, and she had one song that she was really well known for. Uh, in 1959, a song came out called "The Big Hurt," oh, and it was yeah. written by her manager Wayne Shanklin. That's what I couldn't remember, you know, okay. "The Big Hurt" or her name, either one. But it's notable because it featured a flanging effect, and there's an interesting backstory on it. Okay. But before we get into it, I, so people know what a flanging effect was, what we're talking about. I've got like a mini mashup here. Oh. Okay. And it features that that effect being used on several songs that people will recognize. Oh, cool. I'll tell you before I start them. It's Ichiku Park with Small Faces, right? Okay. Uh, Sky Pilot, Eric Burden, uh, Wasn't Born, Born to Follow, which is by The Birds, uh, Listen to the Music by The Doobie Brothers, Just the Way You Are by Billy Joel, and Head Over Heels with uh, Tears for Fears. Awesome. So each of these cuts, I did a little mashup here, but they feature that sound effect, so people will know what they're going to be listening to. This is a dose mashup in this it, episode it, here. I guess it is. Of, it's a yeah. dose mashup. So. Yeah. Okay, so buckle in. This, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the phasing effect. I feel inclined to blow my mind. Get on up, feed the ducks with a bum. They all come out 
to groove about, be nice and have fun and be soon. Tell you what I'll do Them feel wanted He's a good holy man So that's six examples of phasing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, as is. And th- these uh, the examples I played here were all produced in the studio now on purpose because they have machinery that can, you know, make that sound. It, they're more modern. Right, more exactly. Current. Now, the first time this happened, though, it was a happy accident. Um, when um, when uh, Tony Fisher was in the studio recording this song, um, it featured this flanging sound. Now, here's what happened. Uh, the mixing engineer, his name was Larry Levine, and he went on to work with Phil Spector, create his wall of sound thing, right? Okay. He inadvertently mixed the mono and stereo versions of the song together, but they were out of sync. Okay. Okay? And so it was, basically it was a happy accident. Can you say Bob Ross? I knew you could. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, 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 but listen, it is claimed to be the first record to have such phasing. All by accident, right? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a famous disc, disc jockey named Dick Biondi, uh, WKBW in uh, Buffalo, New York. He introduced the record as Terry Fisher's Weird One. Okay. Oh, really? Well, they couldn't, people couldn't figure out what they were doing. They'd never heard that sound. The speculation was they were holding a blowtorch at the end of a pipe, you know, or something. Yeah, Nobody yeah. had any idea what they were doing. Wow. Uh, so they kind of they played it up, made a big mystery of it, uh, and finally they figured out how to do it. Anyway... 
Um, it was recorded at Gold Star Studios in Los Angeles, and uh, Stan Ross was the engineer. He became famous later on for working with Phil Spector and people like that. All right. So let's just go back and listen. This is the original use of the phasing sound. Uh, Tony Fisher, uh, from uh, 1959, a song is called The Big Hurt. you know that's great isn't that wild that's great history i appreciate that happy accident all right okay let's see i believe roger that it's your back to you it is so you remember a while back i featured chris scruggs 
Yes, I do. And uh, we talked about he, how he played with BR549. That's exactly right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it's only fitting that we feature one of their tunes. And this is one that he wrote when he was with them. Uh, a great tune called Tangled in the Pines. <laughs> used to be so happy, we used to be so true, we used to think there wasn't anything we couldn't do, but they could see right through us, we didn't seem to care, we were on a highway that ain't going anywhere, they told us we were wrong a thousand times. Take it slowly We tried to understand That we'd be on a one-way trip If things got out of hand We lost our direction You could say we lost our touch Now all of those petty things Don't seem to matter much I can take your blame If you take mine we rode out to the country and got tangled in the pines. like a little rockabilly to finish out the show and you know that guy that was in with them in that band was chuck mead yeah and he's still out there i ought to put him on this program sometime sounds good okay oh look at the time yeah we got to get out of here oh we got to throw uh, the dart and everything that's right let's see it's your turn to throw the dart okay so, so uh, i'll get the map it's, uh, you know where it is yeah you have to put all your gear in here. I'm Come on. It's, I have to put it somewhere. Okay, I got it. I okay. got it. Let me get it in the ball And here. there. Okay, okay, smooth it out. Smooth it out. Okay, it's good. All right, fine. Okay, uh, get the dart. Oh, yeah, that's right. Spoon drawer two. Two. There. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Careful, careful, careful. Oh, okay, I got it. I got, okay, it. got it. it. Yep, yep. Okay, get over okay. in the circle. All righty. You all ready? Right. Uh-huh. Turn around three times. Okay. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, it's just... That's just north Michigan. Michigan. Uh, oh, you're yeah. not going to believe this. What's we're that? In, we're in Ohio. Yeah. It landed in Warren, Michigan. No. 
Do you think Elizabeth will come see us there? <laughs> she didn't come see us here. <laughs> what? We're going from Warren to Warren? <laughs> Warren to Warren. We're like a couple of rabbits. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's fitting. Okay, so so much for that. All right. Well, we'll get packed up and get out of here tomorrow. Okay. Uh, what an interesting show, Leo, it has been. Yeah, it's been a fun time. All right. All right. Well, uh, until then, um, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Darien.